I know everything hasn't been quite right with me. But I can assure you now, very confidently, that it's going to be all right again. Casting from the deep depths of cyberspace, this is Darn IT Podcast, Cybersecurity Made Simple, and I'm your host, Darnley G, Chief Technical Architect of Darn IT Group. Welcome to episode 16, the Zoom pandemic. Now, if I may just take you know, about 30 seconds just to thank anyone across the world who is working uh, for this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Understand if you're a front-end or a back-end worker that we here at Darn IT Group take our hats off to you. We salute you for all the hard work and dedication, uh, the time, effort, and strain that you are putting yourselves in to fighting this pandemic. I just wanted to make note of that. And what I mean by back-end users, I do mean people who also work behind the scenes as much as our medical professionals who work on the front end of this virus, this infection, also the ones who work on the back end, some of the ones who do not get the congratulations, the people who do work in IT and security um, are the ones who are trying their best to keep all this infrastructure flowing, as well as of uh, any infrastructure like telecommunications, uh, power, anyone who's working to keep our infrastructures running, uh, hats off to you guys. So episode 16, the Zoom pandemic. The reason we are creating this podcast in regards to Zoom because we have talked a lot about remote users, just because in the cybersecurity landscape, understand that there is a lot going on. There's a lot of businesses that are being affected from this. Uh, there's a lot of individuals being affected from this. And there's a lot of cyber criminals who have everything to gain from this pandemic. So even though our conversations have shifted a bit, understand there's a reason for this. There was a exponential spike in cybercrime ever since users were asked to start working from home. Cyber criminals are taking advantage of this global pandemic, and this is not isolated to a particular country, but this is a global issue. So you can bet you that the maximum payload that they can release on a bunch of users is relatively simple if they are not protected properly. Hence why that we keep shaking our stick in terms of making sure everyone is cyber aware. Now, Zoom has come sort of in the crosshairs for us because of the the vulnerabilities that are in place. Now, we don't want to sit here and pick on Zoom specifically, but we want to highlight something just because a lot of people have moved on Zoom. And when I say a lot of people, let's take this into consideration. Uh, before the pandemic, there was about 10, 10 million users that were using this platform. And according to the Zoom CEO, that Zoom was meant for enterprise customers. Now, during the pandemic, since everyone is now working from home, the amount of users has jumped to 200 million. So from 10 million to 200 million. That sort of volume is very eye-opening because if you can understand that this platform was not meant for such a jump of, of users, and I understand that the company only has so much time to fix all these issues that have now come up. Again, we also want to take our hat off to Zoom because they are working all around the clock 
to fixing some of these vulnerabilities. Um, most of the vulnerabilities that existed in the past have been patched, um, but there's still some that exist today that could be a problem. This is why we are doing a podcast on specifically on Zoom. So seeing as there's more conferences and meetings going on in the world on a daily basis using this platform, there's certain things you must know in terms of how to protect yourself, certain things that you can check. And we'll go through 10 different things that you can do to your Zoom now to harden your security and harden your application from criminals trying to access your meetings and etc. It's gone so far, this issue has gone so far, isn't just a buzzword or a buzz problem, but it's gone as far as an example that SpaceX, a um, Elon Musk has announced that they will no longer be using Zoom due to vulnerabilities in the application. So the second that they've heard these vulnerabilities happen, Elon across the board said that the company can no longer use Zoom due to its vulnerabilities. Now, seeing as SpaceX is a defense contractor, they do send a lot of US-based um, satellites into space, they must be running at all times. But they also are going to be at a center of targets for criminals trying to acquire information from this company. So this is why this has happened. So there are companies, big and small, are now imposing these restrictions because they understand there's some vulnerabilities. But there's also some conflict. Um, I can tell you that there's been some other uh, security companies, security organizations, and security individuals who say everything is fine, um, which causes a lot of doubt and confusion in the in the majority of the communities because people are wondering sort of what stance to take on Zoom. Should they not use it? Should they sort of use it? Or they shouldn't use it at all? And these sort of things confuses the mass population, which isn't really helpful at all. So I'm going to say this. I'm not saying to stop using Zoom. I'm not staying to continue using Zoom. I say use Zoom with your discretion in mind. However, these 10 uh, hardening abilities will help protect your Zoom that much more. And if you if you do what we say here in this uh, podcast, understand that this puts you in a better position than most people. Like I said, it has gone from 10 million to 200 million users. So there's quite a bit of users who have not done this. So this is a good sort of um, exercise for you to go through the settings on your application to protect you. Now, the native application, so that means the application that's installed on your computer is the one with the vulnerabilities. The web application itself has not known to this recording of this podcast to have any vulnerabilities. So we're looking at the actual users who are using this application on their computers. Now keep in mind, this is also applicable for Windows-based users as well as for Mac users. There's vulnerabilities found in, in each application on each operating system. So don't think because you're running a particular operating system means you are immune to these, these threats. This affects everybody. Now, I know um, to the most part that Zoom uses end-to-end uh, -end encryption um, from their devices to their servers, which is a great feature to have. But um, Zoom has gone on record saying too that they were not able to fully encrypt to other devices. Um, I've also known that the that Zoom has also uh, changed their privacy policy in the end of March uh, because of some users have brought up some concerns with it. Um, so let's get into how we can harden Zoom. Now, hardening is a way where we can protect our privacy, protect our meetings, and most importantly, protect our computers. Now, I want to say this quickly as well. Always make sure you have the latest update of the application on the computer. 
Also make sure that your operating system is always up to date as well, because there's different ways of getting uh, getting accessibility to your computer system is through many ways. And to go through all those ways right now is not the point of this podcast, but what it is is just to illustrate and highlight that you must have up-to-date protection, up-to-date software on all your technologies across the board. Either that be a laptop, a desktop, or even a mobile device should be updated to the most latest and greatest so that you protect yourself from those vulnerabilities um, from unpatched software. So number one, auto-saving is off. So you can find this under meeting and auto-saving and just make sure it is set to off or the slider is set to off. Number two, attention tracking is off. Go under meetings advanced and toggle that off. Number three, use a virtual background. That is under preferences, virtual backgrounds. I wanna talk about this for a second. Understand, well, you're gonna probably say, well, why do I wanna put on a virtual background? It's kind of silly. Yes, it can be silly and kind of fun at the same time. I played with it myself and you can get a little carried away. But the point of a virtual background is to actually block out any background information. So what I mean by background information, there's a lot that you can get from where you live. Um, if if you're by a window or you have something in particular in the background, criminals and cyber criminals alike can ascertain certain information about an image or video, especially when it comes to inside your home. So this is someone who's trying to get more information from a photo and get more information from a video, especially from these web conferences. Most of us are now working from home. So now there's a lot of our private sections of our house that we are revealing to the public when we are having these meetings. So keep in mind that if you want to create some more privacy for yourself, which I always recommend, setting a virtual background will eliminate any guesswork or will eliminate any uh, information stealing from your home or place of work. This is very important because criminals will look at what you have, what you don't have, your locale. Um, there's different things you can get from a specific picture and I will not get into details about that, but it at least will give you some sort of overview of what sort of information to collect from your background. So if you can turn on virtual background, I would highly suggest it. Number four, Zoom bombing. Now, this has become a, a big issue with the application um, because what criminals do is they cycle through random IDs, so they punch it in randomly uh, and basically knock on a door per se to see whichever one opens and cracks open. Um, they also look for meeting links. Um, so that means they look for a group of people or a social group that sends these out um, and they would try to log in and spy on that meeting. So I always say, keep your IDs private as much as you can and do not post on social. Number five, set a meeting password. Very, very, very important. You can find this under schedule meeting and you can click on require meeting pass. There's a checkbox you can select to select that. This will stop people from randomly knocking on an ID number, as much as these are randomly generated, it doesn't take much for criminal as, you know, maybe a few minutes at a time to 
find the right they find the right ID or active ID to see what they can drop in and find out. So very important to make sure that you are setting passwords for each of your meetings. Now number six kind of falls in the same. Zoom passwords can be included in the meeting link. And this is also important. So let's say for example, you're sending out a meeting on Facebook for instance or LinkedIn. Understand that the actual password could potentially be in that link. And the way to spot that is for a long URL with a question mark. And generally speaking, that's kind of the area where the password would be revealed in the link. So, which comes to point seven, do not post on social groups. Uh, you can send your meeting ID, but it's always a great idea to send the password to vetted people before the meeting starts. Because lots of the time, like in number six, people do post Zoom meetings with the password on social media. It only takes someone who has their settings set to public for anyone to find that information to drop into the meetings. And most of the time, people can sit in meetings without knowledge to the host and listen into what's being discussed. Which brings us to point number eight, lock down screen sharing. That could be found under meeting in basic. Um, select screen sharing to host only. Now this means that no one else can share their screen. It keeps it set to the host. Uh, I know that's not applicable for all meetings, but as a general good rule of thumb is to lock down uh, screen sharing to avoid any issues and complications with that. Number nine, use waiting rooms to approve participants. This could be found under meeting advanced, enable waiting room. Now this is a great tool to utilize because not if someone's trying to knock on the door um, before or after the meeting has started, it's not like any random person that you don't approve will be able to go on that meeting. This is a great sort of uh, firewall as you will from random people entering or Zoom bombers from entering your meetings. This adds another level of privacy to your Zoom meetings. And number 10, lock the meeting. This should be self-explanatory, but I can tell you the amount of times a lot of meetings that do go on do not have this, this initiated when the meeting has started. Now you can click it when you're in the meeting, when the meeting has started, you can click participants at the bottom of the screen and select lock meeting. This will avoid anybody from coming into this meeting. I would say it's a best safe practice to have if you started the meeting, maybe a few minutes inside the meeting, um, the host should select this um, in order to stop other users from accessing the meeting. And I know sometimes you say, well, in case someone jumps in late, blah, 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 too bad. This will avoid any of these Zoom bombers from coming into this meeting and potentially hearing or seizing any information that is being distributed in your Zoom meeting. So there you have it, the, the 10 tips for hardening your, your Zoom meetings. Please keep these in mind while you are creating these, uh, creating these meetings and using these meetings because this is very, very, very important because if someone gains access to your meetings, if you're disclosing personal information, um, you're disclosing, disclosing sensitive information, it's really not going to look well to you if that person takes that away. Uh, it can hurt your company's reputation or your reputation if something were to leak in that manner. Thank you so much for listening to Darn IT Podcast with Darnley G. If you like our show and want to know some more, like or subscribe or please leave a review. Remember, look both ways before crossing the information superhighway. 
Safe computing, everyone. Stay safe out there. Bye.